When I was in high school, you didn't write a love poetry to someone you loved. You gave them a mixtape. Uh, mixed with songs that you thought uh, expressed your undying love for them. Uh, hence, uh, the image for today's message is the mixtape. Uh, and, and yes, it was a cassette tape, even though I had the capability in one of my stereos when I was growing up to record directly to eight-track tape. It was a dying reality, uh, uh, and you wouldn't give away a mixtape to someone you loved that was a, uh, you know, an eight-track. Let's just, no, that would just be gauche. So... I still remember it. It was a, a, a young woman who, in high school who wasn't even from my own high school. I met her once through someone else. She gave me a mixtape. Apparently, uh, you know, she felt very strongly from our, uh, uh, our singular date about how we, uh, uh, how we were, and I uh, never saw her again. So... Uh, <laughs> I hope she's not watching now. I loved the tape. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. You know, the, the Bible is this wonderful tool. And it comes to us in lots of different voices. A lot of people uh, think the Bible is like a monolithic set of books that's very clearly, uh, it's all prose. Nope. It's all poetry. Nope. It's all history. Nope. Uh, it's all wisdom sayings. Nope. Uh, it's, we could just say it's all X. It's all predictions of the future. Hardly at all. No, not. I mean, among all the things that the book is, it is a variety of people seeking to communicate with us what they understand about God in a way that we can hear it, receive it. And some of us hear it in different ways. I have people who tell me, the music is what connects me with God. I, I, I tolerate your preaching so I can listen to the music, and I think that's great. In all honesty, I do. I, uh, you know, people have said to me, your message makes the difference for me, you know, and, and I like the music, but I really, the message makes the difference. Some people have told me, the music and the message I could go without as long as you got communion. Uh, you know, so everyone receives a sense of connection through different kinds of ways. Well, one of the ways that stayed in the Bible that our uh, Hebrew sisters and brothers, Jewish siblings, um, gave to us is the Song of Solomon, or it's also called the Song of Songs. Now, the early church fathers and mothers thought it was way too racy, and a lot of them were concerned that it ought not to be in the Bible at all, because it is racy, love poetry, and it is in some moments very descriptive. And uh, being Western prudish people that we are, we are very uncomfortable uh, with any descriptive realities related to our sexuality, which is unfortunate. But I decided, hey, anyway, today we would take a look at this beautiful love poem, just a piece of it, and it's not even the raciest piece of it, um, there's plenty of, if you're, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've got to, I'm going to turn off the message. I'm going to open up my Song of Solomon so I can read that. You know, I've got to find out what this is all about. 
Um, you can do that, I guess. But I'm going to note some things that I think might be helpful for us when I take a look at this particular passage that I've chosen for you uh, from the Song of Solomon. Think of it like a mixtape. The Bible is like a mixtape, and this is a love song that was written between a man and a woman and yet came to represent perhaps our love for God and God's love for us in ways that uh, we might appreciate. So I'm reading to you from the second chapter of the Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, beginning with verse 8. The voice of my beloved, look, he comes, leaping upon the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing in at the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come. The voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines are in blossom. They give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. This is a word from the Lord for this morning. Thanks be to God. In that very first verse, we get a little hint of a connective tool we have with God. It's just one phrase, the voice of my beloved. Somehow the one who loves God recognizes the voice. Before we get an image, a visual image of anything, the voice is what we hear, the vibration. I recognize Linda's voice. After 30 years, I suspect she recognizes mine. Sometimes it might even really grate on her nerves. Uh, but she hears it, um, and she recognizes it. It's a unique voice. I recognize my voice. If I listen, and I do with regularity, to the stream and check out the message uh, to see what I might work on, what I might improve, I listen to it and I think, yeah, I can hear that voice, only it sounds differently because when it's inside your head, you hear it differently than when you hear yourself outside your head talking back. But the voice is something that's recognizable. But what it seems like to me that's important for us to recognize is that you have to be paying attention. You have to be paying attention. You have to be listening carefully. Now, the biblical story tells us lots of different ways that God speaks. Sometimes the voice of the Lord comes through a prophet or a teacher or a priest. Sometimes even through kings. I mean, you know, King David, a man after God's own heart. And yet sometimes the voice of God comes in sheer silence. We're told when Elijah goes up on the mountain that God, you know, the, there was a storm and a fire and an earthquake and everything passed by and suddenly there was a sheer silence and Elijah knew that was God. And God spoke to him in the sheer silence. And each one of those is perfectly fun way to hear God. 
But one of the things you have to become attuned to for yourself is what ways do you hear God? I know any number of folks who ride down the road and listen to, like a radio station, if you're local, maybe WTGTS, uh, which is a Christian radio station. Or wherever you're from, you may listen to a Christian radio station, and you may hear voice, the voice of God, speaking to you in the lyrics of those songs. Those songs may speak something to you that you feel change. I'll tell you right now that uh, in the early days of my St. James, especially after we started um, a contemporary, what was called a contemporary worship service in the mid-90s, um, I would listen to those songs and I would feel uh, sometimes inspired, often not the praise songs we sang in worship. That's not, a, uh, that's not an indictment against them. I loved to sing those songs, but there would be songs on the radio that had some kind of message Christian message that really grabbed me, and sometimes they'd shape my sermons. The very first multimedia sermon I ever did was a Tina Turner song, What's Love Got to Do With It? Because that song asked me an important question. Now, the rest of the song you can do what you will with. But the question, what's love got to do, got to do with it, was a question I thought was worth asking. What has love got to do with politics? What does love got to do with family? What does it have to do with religion? What does it have to do with education? What does it have to do with relationships, with enemies, with wars? What does love have to do with anything? You can hear the voice of God asking you questions in ways you don't anticipate if you listen. I find that oftentimes I hear most of my uh, stuff, uh, uh, you know, about God when I'm listening to music. Well, I, I love the music on Sunday mornings, but when I'm listening to uh, when I'm listening to any number of radio stations, sometimes I hear it in country music, sometimes I hear it in rhythm and blues, sometimes I hear it in hip hop. If you haven't heard the latest album by Lecrae, after he comes back. You know, he had a falling out with the evangelical community because he said Black Lives Matter and they weren't prepared to hear that. And so uh, he had a falling out and he comes back with a new uh, album. I think it's called Redemption that is really very powerful. And it's about his struggle. It's about his struggle and the danger of religion over faith and spirituality. If you listen closely, you can hear God in lots of ways. What about if you can't hear? Recently, Linda and I watched a show on Apple, Apple Plus, uh, a movie called CODA, uh, all capital letters, capital C, capital O, capital D, capital A, child of a deaf adult. Child of a deaf adult, and it's about a young girl who loves to sing her parents don't hear, and her brother, her older brother, doesn't hear. She's the only hearing member of the family. And so she can sing all the time. They're fishermen. She sings out on the boat. They don't hear her. Her father likes to drive around and listen to gangster rap as loud as he can possibly listen to it because he can feel the vibration inside his gut. He can feel it. Now, sometimes music is so powerful, you feel it. 
It's in the vibrations on the floor. Sometimes it's in the words that enter your ears and you think about, wow, that's a powerful theological point about who God is. Sometimes the images capture your heart. But you see, loving God is about being captured in all those ways. And each one of us is kind of tends towards one of those three places. Our body, our gut, our heart, our emotions, our head, our thinking. We're captured in one of those ways. And so we try to mix it up around here so you can hear in lots of different ways because we want you to be able to hear how much God loves you. Moving on from hearing, the next one is he, she sees. The writer of this passage says, I see my beloved. He's like a young stag. He is so anxious to come after me that he is bounding over the mountains. He is running after me. And the reason we keep that powerful image is because that is how God comes after you. You are so beloved of God that God will chase you down. But, and this is the third piece, after bounding the mountains and running like a young gazelle or stag to get to the beloved, he remains outside waiting for the invitation, waiting for the invitation to come in. He looks in the window, hey, I'm out here. <laughs> he chases us until we catch him. God chases us until we say yes. That's the kind of God that we love and serve that meets us in all these different voices, whether it be Christian music uh, of the Bethel variety, which is what we tend to do here, uh, of, of the Hillsong variety, of the more traditional, I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying that now because it seemed cutting edge when we first did it, the more traditional contemporary choruses that were like five words sung 50 times. Um, you know, any of those kinds of ways, and it sounds like I'm demeaning them. I'll sing them right along with you, don't get me wrong. Um, but that's what they are. Which is not a lot different than actually monastic chant, which just allows you to abandon yourself beyond the words to the God who is deeper than the words, who is deeper than the vibration. The truth of it is, God is coming for you. God is madly in love with you already. You don't have to do anything to earn it. You don't have to wait for God to fall in love with you until you save the word or cure cancer or do some other thing, whatever the other thing is. You see, before you were born, God fell in love with you. God has been in love with the idea of you, I'm convinced, since before the universe began. That's a long time if you believe in the universe as 17 billion years old. God has been in love with the idea of you until you became you, since before it was all around. And God will continue to be in love with you. God is already madly in love with you, leaping the mountains, bounding the hills, 
coming after you. And you have the opportunity to say, I like this love thing, God. I'll take the ride with you. I'll take the ride with you. I know it's going to be up, and sometimes it's going to be down. Sometimes it's going to be really, really down. But I know that you'll never leave me. You will always be at my side. See, when I read Song of Solomon, chapter 2, beginning with verse 8, and reading through verse 14, I hear the voice of the beloved calling to me. Winter is over. Just say yes. And know that no matter what, no matter what anyone says about you or does about you, I love you, and that's more important than anything else. You are loved. I say it all the time, and you may get tired of it. Tough. You are infinitely precious and unconditionally loved just as you are. You, you, you are the only instance of you ever in all of eternity. You can reflect God in a way no one else can. God invites you as God chases you down to say, yes, I'll reflect you back. Yes, I'll love you back. But never once does God say, either love me back or it's over. God just keeps chasing us and inviting us. As one who said yes, it will change your life. Oh, that's right. Maybe I need to keep my glasses. I don't need those yet because I have to. It's prayer time, so I get to keep my face. A couple of, uh, couple of things on my list of, uh, that Linda has handed to me, so it's on our list uh, for prayer today. For the families of the 13 servicemen and women killed in Afghanistan, along with the more than 170 civilians that were killed in the suicide bombing, bombing there, who are all just trying to get out of a bad situation. And the others were trying to protect those who were trying to get out of a bad situation. So I want to pray for the families of those who fell. We want to pray for Linda Jett, uh, who is Catherine Hayes' mom, Mark Hayes' mother-in-law, who uh, took a fall the other night. It seems to be a slightly recurring theme. She trips over the dog. When she, in the middle of the night, she trips over the dog. Um, and uh, went to the hospital, came back home, and then collapsed again. So uh, back in the hospital uh, at Inova, uh, Alexandria. So let's keep Linda and... Catherine and John, who is her grandson, who comes here to St. James as well, and, uh, and Mark, and Matt, and anybody who knows Linda. We'll keep them all in our prayers in the midst of this. We want to be keeping Mary, who's battling brain, uh, brain, a brain tumor, in our prayers. Um, I want to keep the people the Gulf Coast in our prayers right now. Uh, 
in the midst of a uh, uh, Category 4 hurricane coming ashore. I want to pray for the people of Haiti who are in uh, recovering still from a terrible, terrible earthquake and uh, the damage done there. I want us to pray for uh, our sisters, our siblings in uh, Burkina Faso. Last week there was an attack of Al-Qaeda there and about uh, 80 people lost their lives. Um, for all those Afghanis who had hoped to leave country uh, and are not going to get to, uh, for those who have found freedom, who have been able to leave, for those young men and women still putting their lives on the line to protect the airport at Kabul as we end uh, our 20 years of being there. There's a lot in the world. COVID's on the rise again. Um, but there are good things happening too. I wanna pray for the seven uh, Appalachia Service Project fellows that I know personally, uh, getting to know personally, who are in a year long program to uh, do vocational discernment. And uh, I get to be a part of helping them on that process. They'll do all the work, I'll just be there, um, but uh, periodically helping them on that journey. For the young couples I know that are getting married in the near future and not too far distant future, those are some good pieces of news. So let's enter into a moment of silent prayer. I'll pray out loud for us and then we'll pray the Lord's Prayer together. Let's pray. Gracious and eternal God of love, you just keep sending us mixtapes, don't you? You keep hoping we're going to appreciate that mixtape and that we'll remember who sent it to us. Uh, and that our lives will be transformed by it as we fall back in love with you. And not only with you, because we can't be in love with you without being in love with everything you love and everyone you love. So as we fall in love with you, we fall in love with all you've made. And that means people who think exactly like us and people who think in ways that irritate us to the little bottom of our souls. It means falling in love with, with this beautiful world you've entrusted to our care that we haven't really done a very good job of taking care of means falling in love with those who are like us and who are not like us, people who believe like us, who don't believe at all, who believe completely differently, 
people who think like us, who think differently, you invite us to fall in love with you and thereby with everyone else. We pray, oh God, that you will break open our hearts to fall in love, that we will hear your voice in the ways you come to us over and over again, on the radio, in a television program or a movie we're watching, in a book we're reading, in a conversation with a friend, in the sheer silence of a moment on our porch with a cup of coffee, in all those places. Help us to fall in love with you as you've already fallen in love with us. God, we live in a world that is, that is broken. We don't always treat each other so well. We don't always treat the world so well. We don't always look out for each other as well as you'd like us to. We pray for those young men and women who died in service to our country, protecting people who were trying to leave, to escape a bad situation, a challenging spot. And for all the civilians who died with them, who had hopes and dreams as well. We pray for the great divide that seems to continue to exist in our own country. People seeing things differently and not being able to talk to one another because of it. We pray for all those who are fighting uh, COVID-19, those who have it and those who are working in settings, hospital settings and the like to protect others and to help them find healing. For all the people of our world, we lift them up to you, trusting them to your care. We've listed some specific people, Linda and all of her family, Linda Jett and all of her family. We also lift, in, lift up Mary and all of her family and friends. Be present, be present with these young fellows for Appalachia Service Project. Be present in our lives in ways that we know and can hear you. We ask it all in the precious and holy name of your Son who made you known in the way he lived and loved in his very being. The same Son, Jesus, who taught us when we pray together, we could pray this way. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. One of the ways we worship God every week at St. James, even if the form that we do it in may change from time to time, uh, we share communion. And that means all of you are invited to share this with us. You are welcome at this table. If you are at home, where we have yet to find a way to send this to you via the internet, uh, you may let whatever you are eating and whatever you are drinking be your communion there. When I lift the bread, you may lift your bread. When I lift the cup, 
you may lift your cup. If you're in the room, though, just so you know, I will lift the cup, which contains grape juice, and the bread as well, but we will only serve the bread uh, because of safety concerns. It's just easier if we don't try to share a common cup. So for the time being, I will give you just the bread. It will represent for you the body and blood of Christ. Um, at the same time we serve communion, we receive our morning offering. The offering plate is in the back if you're here in person, and you can put things in that. You can also give online. You can order food for the West End Food Pantry. And these beautiful premium chicken breast hands came this morning, uh, or maybe it was last night, last night uh, from the Amazon wish list for the food pantry. Uh, as well as we had a pantry delivery this morning as well. You can do all sorts of cool things to help us out here as we're working. Uh, your financial support does make a difference in the work that we do and our ability to stream and do the work that we do. This is a moment to reflect. You can reflect on, do you know that God loves you? Are you in love with God? Do you even have any idea what it might look like to be in love with God? Um, maybe it's a question worth asking yourself, pondering. It's, your, uh, it's up to you. Last of all, how we do communion, you'll come forward. I will break off a piece of bread and give it to you, put it in your hand, take and eat it, um, and uh, do as you wish in the midst of that. In the same night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with his very closest friends, and while they ate together, Jesus did something a little bit unusual. He took bread from the table, he gave thanks for the bread, and he broke it. He gave it to them and he said, take and eat this, all of you, this is my body. It is broken for you. Do this as often as you will in remembrance of me. Also after supper, Jesus took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so it is in remembrance of a God who already loves you and knows you, claims you, wants to be a part of what you're doing in this world. The God who is chasing after you, but won't approach unless you invite. The God who leaps the mountains, bounds the hills, whose voice you may recognize in strange places, who is speaking to you of this infinite and unconditional love for you. It's in remembrance of that that we come to this table asking that God would make this be for us, his body and blood, that we would be for the world, the body of Christ. Loving with a fierceness and passion, the fierceness and passion of God, but even when we fail, and we will, all of us redeemed by his blood, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.